Well, let's lift up a shout of praise unto the Lord with our voices. There's something very radical, something over the edge in this house tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. What an incredible camp. If I could give you a gift, I could give you one gift, it would be the ability to see yourselves as the Holy Ghost sees you. You are an incredible group of young people. Incredible. You've received the word of the Lord. Chains have been broken. Walls have been torn down. Strongholds have crumbled. Callings have been received. The voice of the Lord has been heard. And we still got tonight to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to honor everybody that was involved in bringing us here. We have been so tremendously taken care of, blessed, catered to, spoiled, rotten, and um, Brother, Brother Strader and Sister Strader are some of the kindest, most sincere, wonderful people we've ever met, and y'all are tremendously blessed to have them as your youth president. And um, I honor them in Jesus' name. John chapter 7 and verse 37 feel like the Lord wants to do something particular tonight, and um, if you do not have the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. If you need a miracle in your body, tonight is your night. John 7 and 37, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. In parentheses, John knew what Jesus was thinking when he said this, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe, everybody say believe, believe on him should receive. Everybody say receive. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, a very familiar passage of Scripture for all of us in this pavilion. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive, everybody say receive, the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Matthew 21 and 22, the last scripture we'll read. It says, Jesus is speaking, and all things, everybody say all things, Whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Everybody say, all things ye shall receive. I want to talk to you about how to move from believer to receiver. How to move from believer to receiver. Let's put our Bibles down and lift our hands one more time and ask God to do what he wants to do. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for these incredible young people that are going to change this world. I pray that every eye would see tonight and every ear would hear what thus saith the Lord. I pray that the gift of faith 
would take over this service entirely, completely, front to back, side to side. Let it overcome every fear, every doubt, every inhibition, every past mistake. Let the Word of God have the impact upon us that you want it to have. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord and give God a shout of praise before we're seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Shake somebody's hand. Give them a great compliment and you can be seated. Pentecostals are peculiar compared to other denominations. We're a little bit more wild than most other denominations. In this camp, I have seen some pretty crazy stuff. I have feared for my life several times. As you uh, young people have danced and shouted, speakers have been knocked over. Uh, it almost happened again last... Praise God, that's such a powerful thing. Uh, last night, it almost happened again. They're, they're just targets, and every once in a while, just during the song service, you can see kids running around, rolling in the dust, rolling on the floor. We're a little bit peculiar. We don't just sit and listen. We interact with the Holy Ghost. There's something that moves us. There's something that stirs us. It is impossible to be filled with the Holy Ghost and sit like a lump on a log. Something's going to move you. Something's going to get a hold of you. Something's going to shake you. This is the Pentecostal experience. I had an incredible time, an experience with my wife and my pastor and his wife, brother and sister Varnum. A Methodist pastor had received the revelation of the oneness of God and Jesus' name baptism, and he wanted my pastor and I to come and teach on these things. And so Brother Varnum called me up and he said, Joey, you want to come? You work the altar. I'll preach on the Holy Ghost. And so we went and I sat on the front row. And as my pastor preached the message, he said things that we always hear, but it just gets a rise out of me. He would say things like, God's going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. And I, I just did what Pentecostals do. I said, amen. And I forgot I was in a Methodist church. And I turned around, and everybody in the church was looking at me, and their jaw was open. And I told myself, I said, Joey, you're going to freak these people out, man. you got to sit down. This is not your home church. This is a Methodist church. Calm down. And, and I had a quick pep talk with myself, and, and I forgot about it. And a few minutes later, I, I like backing up the preacher. And my bishop was saying great things like God's going to wash away all your sins. And just out of instinct, out of habit, I stood and I said, hallelujah. And, and lo and behold, I turned around a, a fearing, fearing the reaction again. And this elderly couple behind me stood to their feet. And the elderly gentleman said, well, hallelujah. And his wife looked at him not to be outdone by his extravagant worship. And she said, well, hallelujah. And they congratulated each other, hallelujah. And that night, we had two Methodist folks filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues during the altar call. That was Wednesday night. Thursday night, things were a little bit more loose. They were praising God. They were lifting their hands. They were saying things like, amen. Sometimes it wasn't the right timing. They didn't have the, the flow quite down, but they were trying, and, and, and they were, they were uh, clapping a little bit and standing and trying to mimic what we were doing. And that night, we had eight Methodist folks filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. 
That was Thursday night. By Friday night, they were dancing in the aisles. Now, I want to clarify, it was not like we were just dancing. My dad, bum, bum, crush Satan. It wasn't like that. It was in the sweet by and by. And this elderly gentleman, come here, bro, got out in his aisle and took the arm of another, other side, elderly gentleman, in the sweet by. He's pretty good, isn't he? Look at this guy right here. And that was crazy, fanatical worship. And it kind of got a hold of everybody. The piano was out of tune. There were some keys on the piano that were messed up. But it didn't matter. Something got a hold of these people. They realized, I do not have to sit here and just say I'm a believer. I can experience something in God. I can have a supernatural moment where God is touching me. That night, we called for people that needed healing, and it was not an emotional altar call. People were not crying and screaming. I said, if you need healing, come to the front. And people came to the front, and one gentleman, his name was Fred. Fred had been in the military, and he had had a bomb explode close to him, and it destroyed his right eardrum. He could not hear out of his right ear. And Fred asked for prayer, and we said, lift your hands, Fred. Fred closed his eyes and respectfully lifted his hands, and we just commanded in the name of Jesus, we command your ear to be open now in Jesus' name. And Fred just did a little jolt, and tears started running out of his eyes. And he politely looked at his neighbors and said, I can hear. My ear just popped open. I can hear. And he just kept crying, and he kept looking at people. I can hear. God, God just healed my ear. And, and everything was so sweet and nice until we heard his wife say, I don't believe it. And she came up over to Fred and began to whisper in the right side of his face. And she whispered some things, and Fred turned around in her, to her and told her what she had whispered. And she said, oh, great. There goes all my secrets on the right side of his head. God... Gave him a miracle because he obeyed the man of God. And that night, we had 12 more Methodist folks filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I want to tell you what happened. Wednesday night, they were Methodist. Thursday night, they were non-denominational. By Friday night, they became Pentecostal. Something got a hold of them, and they said, we're not going back where we came from. We can get involved with this. We can interact with this. There's a Holy Ghost. There's a power I can experience for myself. And Pentecostals are a group of people that refuse to go home without the promise. We shout for it, we dance for it, we scream for it, we roll on the floor for it, we roll in the dust for it, we'll, do, we'll knock over speakers for it, whatever it takes. We're not going home without a change. We're not going home without a word. We're not going home without chains being broken. We understand. We can receive the promises of God. There is a difference between saying you believe and actually receiving promises of God. You look in the Old Testament, 87 times the word receive is found in all of its forms. In the New Testament, receive is found 267 times in all of its forms. 
reason for this, in the Old Testament, God is sowing. In the New Testament, God is reaping. We are meant to receive the promises that they seen afar off in the Old Testament. And when we look at churches today, denominational churches are filled with people who come and the preacher preaches and they hear the word of God and they sit there and they nod their head and they say they're a believer, but they have never felt what you young people have felt this week in their life. They've never felt the chain-breaking power of the Holy Ghost coursing through their body. They say they are believers, but they do not understand how to receive. I want to tell you something. The day of just saying we are believing for the promise is over. It's time for miracles. It's time for miracles. When you look at a receiver in technology, a receiver is tuned into an invisible world. It can pick up signals from the atmosphere and it reacts according to what signal it is receiving. And people sometimes make fun of Pentecostals because over here you got somebody crying for no reason. And over there you got somebody jibber-jabbering with no, uh, no, no logic to what they're saying. Over here somebody's dancing. Over here somebody's rolling. Over here somebody's laughing. Somebody's running and nobody's chasing them. And, and they don't understand what, why are we doing these things because we are tuned into an invisible world. We're picking up a signal from another world. We're not just acting like this because it's fun. Something is connecting to us from an invisible world. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. You can say you're a believer and you can fit into the crowd. But when you are a receiver, everybody's going to see it. There was a lady, I was preaching in the church, and a lady, she was a biker chick. And she was sitting up front. She didn't look like she had been in church very long. I don't know if it maybe it was her first time. While I was preaching, faith built and built and built. And she, I told a story of how my, my grandmother was healed. God healed her body. She had an aneurysm on her heart. She was dying. She had lupus. God healed her and brought her after 32 years of my father praying. God healed her and brought her. To church, to church, and she received the gift of the Holy Ghost, baptism in Jesus' name, totally delivered. And this lady on the front had lupus, and man, she stood up at the wrong time. It was not a legitimate certified altar call. And she stood up and said, hey, I have lupus. Pray for me, preacher. And normally, normally I would just immediately react and say, hey, that's faith right there. Let's do it. But something got a hold of me. I don't know what it was. And I said, sit down. I'll pray for you when I'm ready. No, that's what I thought when I said it. In my mind, I was like, ooh, whoa. And I was afraid to look at her because I thought I might have offended her. And I kind of did the look. And every time I looked at her, she looked back at me like, is it time? Is it my, is my turn? You going to pray for me? She didn't have a bad attitude. She was just waiting. And he, all she heard was, I'm about to pray for you. That's all she heard. And at the altar call, when the Holy Ghost began to fall, she walked up to the front, and we laid hands upon her, and the Holy Ghost hit her. I got a call two days from the pastor. She went to the doctor to test it out. And they said there is no lupus in her body. There's no flares. There's nothing in her body that indicates lupus. Uh, and we've never heard another word about it. Why? She understood. Hey, I can get a hold of something right now. 
I can be a receiver right now. Something is supposed to happen if you say you believe. Now we understand this with the Holy Ghost. They that believe on him as the scripture has said, out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. Something is supposed to happen. I, I was teaching this in, a, in a, our campus ministry and a lady walked in, a very sophisticated lady. She was on the right side of the building. We were in like a theater room. And I was teaching about how you're supposed to have something happen to you when you actually believe on Jesus. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost. The evidence is speaking in tongues. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19. Spoken tongues, spoken tongues, spoken tongues. In the middle of the session, this very sophisticated, pretty lady who just walked in said, I've never heard that in my life. And, and it kind of just took everybody by surprise, including me, the speaker. And I looked at her and I said, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. If, I hope I'm not offending you. But, uh, you know, here's the, here's the list of scriptures. And whenever you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to speak in tongues. That is the outward sign that you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And she said, well, my pastor's never taught it. And, and just to avoid a confrontation with me and the mic and her sitting down there in an argument, there's a bunch of kids. I was like, listen, I said, if you want it, just go home and pray for it. I was just kind of dismissing her. Just go home and pray for it. And ask God if it's real, I want it. And we gave her a card, and it had our number on it and our email address. And so we just kind of left it at that. And the next morning, I got an email from a professor of psychology. She said, well, I prayed by my bedside last night. Ask God if it's real. I want this Holy Ghost. Nothing happened. What's going on? I'm like, sweet mercy. Wrote her back. Hey, that's awesome. Good, good job for praying. Just keep on praying. God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Try again tonight. Get to a place where you just say, God, just begin to praise him and lift your voice, and the Holy Ghost will just take over. And the next morning, I got a text message. Prayed for the Holy Ghost. Didn't speak in tongues. What's going on? And, and I, I, I text her back. I said, listen, several times in Scripture, the preacher laid hands. People laid hands on them, and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I said, when you come to, to school next time, we'll go to your office, and we'll pray for you. We'll lay hands on you, and God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So it was the next session. We're teaching a Bible study in the same room, and she walks in, and she's antsy. And she's got her arms folded, and she's tapping her foot, and she's looking at her watch. And I'm like, okay, she, she, this woman is aggressive. And, and when it was over, there was a group of kids we were talking to, and she just kind of butted in and, and said, okay, y'all ready? We're going to my office, right? And we're like, yes, we're going to your office. And we went to her office down the hallway in the math lab, and, and we went in, and it was like a four-by-four four cubicle was not an office. It was like a bear cave or something. And, and we walked in, and there was just enough room for two people to sit down. And so I said, Professor, sit down. I want you to lift your hands and repent of your sins. And when you begin to repent, after that, you're going to praise God, and God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. This is happening on campus at the university. And, and so she did so. She lifted her hands into the air. And, and I'm a Pentecostal preacher, and I begin to notice tears coming out of her eyes, running down her cheeks. And her lips started stammering. And when that happened, my wife was in the room, and and another young lady was in the room. When I saw that happening, I can tell you as a Pentecostal preacher, I was not praying like this. Oh, professor. You're so close. Keep preaching. No, I was like, ah! 
You better get on and go speak in tongues right now. And we all started yelling, and she started yelling, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It was right there. And the door burst open, and the devil walked in. Two professors walked in, and they looked at me. It was like a kid caught with his hand in the cookie jar. I mean, I was slumped over her. My hand was on her head, and the door burst open. It was like. <laughs> and they said, what are you doing? And I said, well, she wants the Holy Ghost. So we're praying for her to get the Holy Ghost. And, and, and the professor said, you're scaring the math students. I didn't know it, but they were not real walls. They were like those two-inch divider partitions. And the entire math lab was on the other side of that partition listening to me give instruction to this lady. And we were trying to pray her through to the... And it shut the whole thing down, baby. And so professor called... She said, I know what I'll do. I'll call my pastor, and he'll open the doors of the church, and we can go there. And so she called her pastor, and, and she said, Pastor... I'm trying to get the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, and, and we can't do it at the campus. Can you please open the door to the church and let us in? We're, I, want, I want the Holy Ghost. And she just kind of paused and got a sour look on her face. And she says, I never did like that church anyhow. <laughs> and we said, listen, the UPCI campgrounds right down the road. We'll, we'll get you in the car. We'll take you there. And God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. So we crammed her in a little tiny Dodge Neon or whatever it was. You can fit like three people maybe. And there was five people in there. And we were, somebody had a Bible open on one side of her, a Bible open on the other side of her. I had my Bible open in front. And we were all talking about what was going to happen to her. Took her into that church. And I laid hands on her and began to pray gently. I was kind of shell-shocked at that point, honestly. Begin to pray gently. And, and she was kind of shell-shocked. And she was lifting her hand but struggling. And this young lady named Tiffany Ellis just kind of, I don't know, she kind of pushed me out of the way. And she said, in the name of Jesus, pow, and laid her hands on Professor. And Professor got the Holy Ghost right there talking in tongues. And we baptized Professor in the swimming pool of the campus in the name of Jesus Christ. What happened? She made up in her mind, if it's in the Bible, I want it. If it's in the Bible, I want it. If it's in the Bible, it can happen to me. It's not just a story. I want this Holy Ghost talking in tongues. There has to be some aggression. If you're going to receive a miracle from God. When I look at the New Testament, I do not see Jesus going out of his way, begging people, can I please pray for you? I do not see Peter going out of his way, begging people, may I please pray for you? If you're sick, I can pray for you. Instead, I see people running to the man of God, people running to the saints of God, people running to Jesus, pressing through the cloud, crowd, climbing trees, uh, screaming out loud, doing whatever it takes uh, to get a hold of his attention. Uh, there's got to be some aggression. Oh, y'all a little bit tired. We, we kind of played a real hard today, and I'm I'm having to wrestle a little bit. Listen, God wants to give you a miracle that will blow your mind, but you got to make up in your mind, I'm not leaving without it. I'm not leaving without it. I am not leaving without it. If it's real, I want it. If it's real, I've got to have it. And we think, this is what we think. We think to receive, because it says if you're a believer, you'll receive it, and you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and receive in the English language. 
means to passively accept. I'm going to give you a dollar, and you're going to receive the dollar. So you just kind of hand your, put your hand out, and oh, oh, thank you. My son, my, my youngest son, Benjamin, um, he is uh, two years old, probably when he was about, I don't know, seven months, I guess. We taught him how to open his mouth on command and say, ah. Benjamin, open your mouth and say, ah. It's time to brush your teeth, Benjamin. Open your mouth and say, ah. It's time to eat, Benjamin. Open your mouth and say, ah. And we're like, he is a genius. This kid is genius. Well, imagine if me as an adult man went to the table after my wife had cooked dinner. And the table was set and the meat was there. And my fork and knife was there. And I looked at her and I said, baby, thank you for making dinner. Let's all pray. And we pray. And afterwards, I just say, ah. My wife's going to be like, boy, you're going to starve. <laughs> you got your own hands. You got your own feet. You got your own mouth. Pick up the fork. Cut the meat. Stick it in your mouth. People come to church. This is the day we live in, folks. People come to church to spectate. Now, I, I know y'all are a little bit different, but I'm still going to say it. I'm going to kick the devil in the face, okay? People come to church to spectate. They come, and, and we used to be called holy rollers. Y'all still maintain that title. Y'all got it. There's some holy rollers here, but there's also a bunch of head nodders. Some of our churches have become head nodders, not holy rollers. And there's all kinds of head nods to uh, exclaim your agreement with the preacher. There's the, there's the classic chop. Oh, yeah. And if the preacher looks at you, ooh. If there's a good point. There's the pendulum. Ooh. There's the whirly-burly whatever. Ooh, yeah. But to actually get out of your seat and do something crazy... And we live in a day where people come and they just spectate. And it's like, it's like that old nursery song. If all the raindrops were lemon drops and gumdrops. Whoa, she's got it. You, you've seen that song before. <laughs> oh, what a rain that would be. Anybody know this? Standing outside with my mouth open wide. I knew you knew it, bunch of hypocrites. Ah, 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 If all the raindrops were lemon drops and gum drops, oh, what a rain that would be. <sighs> and people come to church. This is a very different service than last night, isn't it? <laughs> people come to church, and the preacher has prayed and fasted, and they just sit, and they say, okay, preacher, here we go. Ah. And that's why you're still dealing with the sin. You're still dealing with the sickness. You're still dealing with the, the problem in your life. Something's got to rise up in you and say, hey, uh, this is real. And I'm going to get it for myself. Oh, if you believe what I'm saying, lift your voice and let, let, let your hands go up in the air and say, God, I want to be a receiver. Hallelujah. Woo. Receive in the New Testament is lambano. Lambano. 
It means to take. You want a miracle? Get up here and take it. You know what I'm saying? You need a miracle? Get up here and take it. Is this real? Is the Bible real? Are miracles real? Get up here and take it. That's what it means. He said, ask anything in my name, believing, and ye shall receive. What is he saying? Hey, if you want it, get up and take it. It's yours if you want it. Hallelujah. Shakalaha. Lift your hands. The Holy Ghost is just. Shoo. Maybe seated. Maybe seated. There was a lady. I was preaching in Texas. <clears throat> there was a lady there, and she, at the end of the service, she came up to me during the altar call. She had a piece of paper, and it was a doctor's report about her condition. She had hepatitis C, and it had destroyed her liver, destroyed it. And she was running on a very low percentage of liver function. Her liver was dying, according to the report. She was going to die unless she got a new liver. But in some states, if you have that disease, they will not give you a new liver. And so she basically had her death certificate in her hands. Very heavy, very tragic situation. She came up to me. She said, Brother Campitella. This is where it's at. This is what the doctor said. This is what's happening in my life. And I need a miracle. And so I know a miracle worker. And I said, okay, let's pray. Put my hands on her. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command your liver to function. I rebuke hepatitis C in Jesus' name. Basically said it like that. And this lady went ballistic. I mean, she went, she threw the paper, went on the ground, began to roll, scream, thrash about, kicked a few people. She went at it. And we just kind of left it at that. God moved on her. She's going to go get it tested. I was preaching in another church in Texas, and this lady showed up. And after the service, she walked up to me with two pieces of paper in her hand. She had the before. And she had the after. The before said, you're going to die. There's nothing we can do. You need a transplant. The after said, you have a perfectly functioning liver. You have no hepatitis C. You're totally well. It's a divine miracle. Go your way. Why? She became a receiver. Hallelujah. I want to help you with something. What do you need from God? Maybe, maybe in these services there's still something left 
that you haven't received, a miracle in your body, some word that you need in your situation, some divine interruption of the circumstances. What is it? You can get it tonight if you want it. Lift your hands and let your voice out for a moment. Shala baharakata. Ita ta 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 makasha kata rabakasa tafakasha. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Shadabahare mahare mahare kademandere babiakatarabahasa. You may be seated. I really don't have a sermon tonight. I just want to preach until we get to a place where we can just grab this. I was preaching in West Virginia couple weeks ago, and I preached there exactly a year before at a rally, and one of the pastors there, it was a rally for, for sinners to come receive the Holy Ghost, be healed, and several people were healed in the rally, and one of the pastors who had organized the whole thing had a torn rotator cuff, and so I said, if anybody needs healing, get out of your seat, come to the front, because there's just something about getting up from where you are and making your way forward, you're kind of exposing yourself. Stepping out of your comfort zone. And, and he said, he told me this two weeks ago. He said, immediately there was a battle in my head because I'm the pastor that's organizing this whole event. He said, here I am. I'm going to walk up to the front. i am got a torn rotator cuff. Could not lift his arm above his shoulder. Okay? And he said, but, but what do I got to lose? And so he went, he went up to the front and we prayed for him. And I'm telling you, immediately, he thrust his arm in the air and just began to wave it and wave it and wave it. And he told me a couple of weeks ago, he said, Brother Campatella, from that day forward, I have never had a single... Because sometimes people just in adrenaline, I guess. I don't know what happens sometimes, but there's a pain and, and, and the Holy Ghost is there and, and they get excited and there's adrenaline and, and the pain disappears, but like a day later, they're limping. Like, what in the world? And then they, they think the devil... Brought back the sickness. I, I don't know. I think it may be adrenaline sometimes. I don't think the devil's that powerful. But, but this man, he said, he said from that day forward, I and he's showing me, I've been able to lift my hands, lift my arm. God healed my rotator cuff. Why? There was a battle going on in his head. Should I, should I move from the back to the front? I need something from God. Should I, should I expose myself? And when he did, he got his miracle. He got his miracle. Shakari beteleba korundele heshatahaya. Lift your hands again. Uh, let's just, just pray for a moment. Say whatever you want. Hallelujah. 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 God, fill us with aggression. Fill us with aggression. Fill us with aggression. I want to tell those of you that want to be used in apostolic ministry, how many of you want to lay hands on people and watch them be healed? That is our heritage. That's what's in the Bible. Believers, if you're a believer, wave your hand at me. Believers shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. That is our heritage. But if you want it, 
If you want it, you got to be aggressive about it and go at it. You got to be aggressive about it and go at it. Listen, you can be seated. Sometimes we will go for the easy victories. I want to be used in the spirit. I want to be used in the gifts of the spirit. I want to be used in working the miracles. And I want to work the altar. Man, I wanted to work the altar. I wanted to pray for people, watch them be healed, watch them be filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and I would always go for the people that were crying. Those, that's my target. Because if they're crying, it's an, it's an easy victory. It's a win-win situation, right? They're crying before you get there, and they're crying when you leave. And you're like, oh, look what God just did. They're crying. Then God begin to deal with me. He said, why don't you ever lay hands on anybody that's not crying? And I was like, well, but, you know, that's kind of scary. Because some people, they just look at you. You're going to lay hands on them, they're like, it's a bit intimidating. I'd rather see somebody trembling a little bit, crying a little bit. In one particular revival, the pastor's mother-in-law was a mean woman. She had been coming to church for like 30 years, never moved a muscle. And the pastor, he was really emphatic about his feelings. And I've been praying for her for 30 years, and she's just mean. And, and she looked mean. When I was preaching, she let me know she was mean. Every time I look at her, she's like. And, and so I didn't really want to look at her. And after the service, in that service, we had a lady whose back was terribly messed up. She had been in a car accident and she was needing surgery in her back. We prayed for her and when we prayed for her, she fell down like this and landed flat on her back. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we just, we just messed her up. And it popped and she shot up off the floor and began to scream and just shake all around. My back is healed. My back is healed. My back is healed. And, and so I was just enjoying that very much, and I think seven people got the Holy Ghost that night, and I, I, I was kind of done. I had prayed for people, and I was kind of done, and the Holy Ghost was moving. People were praying and just enjoying the presence of God. So I went over in the corner and, and uh, began to pray and just enjoy the presence of God. And God, I had this lady on my mind. She was sitting about right there, and she would just glare at me. Anything I would do, she'd glare at me. And I said, I had her on my mind, and I went over to pray, and God said, go to her. I was like, Lord, have you seen her face? And he said, go to her. And so I got up, and I walked over to her direction. I did it in kind of a roundabout way, so I would throw her off. That I wasn't actually coming towards her. You know, I didn't want her to get aggressive on me. And eventually made my way over to her. And she glared at me and had a nasty face. And I just stuck out my hand, and I said, hey. Jesus told me to come to you. And as soon as I did, she burst into tears. And two minutes later, she was talking in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. <laughs> Lift your hands and just say, God, fill me with boldness. Shakarima hata lema kefa bahata. Shuhuru huta kerima haselemeke andalo bohoseai. 
God, help me to go after it. Help me not to be afraid of failing. Help me to lay hands on people. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just a little bit more. Just keep your voice going. Just, just pray for a minute. God, help us to become receivers of this heritage, receivers of this power, receivers of the, the miracles that you have promised us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've danced. You've shouted, you've spoken in tongues. God's going to demonstrate his power right now. He's going to demonstrate his power. Everybody stand. If you need a miracle in your body and you want it, I want you to get out of your pew right now and come to this front. Stand about six feet back, if you will. You need a miracle in your body. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We may have to form some, a couple of lines here. Some of y'all that are back in that crowded area, just come form another line behind these people, please. And just step back up maybe a foot or two. That way people can get it. Not you guys. The front stay where you are. Second line, step back a few feet. That way people can make their way in. If you have never received the Holy Ghost. Now, normally I do this a little bit different to make it more comfortable. But I'm just going to just do it like this. We've been together all week. Y'all know me. I know you now. If you need the Holy Ghost, you've never received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues and you want it. Get out of your pew right now and come up to the front. Everybody here has the Holy Ghost, I'm hoping. All right, beautiful. And if you change your mind and if you're just kind of struggling in your head, when the Holy Ghost starts falling, you just come up whenever you want, okay? God will fill you with the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. Hallelujah. How many of you have pain in your body right now? So if the pain leaves, you're going to know you're healed. You have pain in your body. How many of you are dealing with diseases in your body, something that's repetitive and something that's Okay. Like an infirmity. Okay. All right. So, so what's going to happen is the people that have pain, we're going to pray, and God's, God's going to take away that pain. And those of you that have no pain, you just know you're sick. You just will know that's an outward sign of what God's doing inside of you, okay? That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. I've been fighting a spirit of unbelief this entire service, and I'm not sure. It surprised me. I'm, I'm not sure why. But, uh, but uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to kick the devil in the face right now. <clears throat> I've seen camps are some of the most outrageous miracles I've ever seen in my life because young people are just fanatical enough to go get it and to lay hands on each other. I told you about the scoliosis being healed, backs being straightened. One lady in a, in a camp last year had deformed feet from the time she was born. Her deformed feet were totally healed in that service, and she was dancing and shouting. 
The Bible says believers shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. And it's going to happen right now because God's word is true. God's word is right. I want you young men and you young ladies, if you want to be used of God, if you feel faith, if you feel expectation for what God's going to do and you want to be a part of it, get out of your seat and stand in front of these young people right now. You young men, get, get in front of them. Get ready to lay hands upon them. And we're not going to stop here. Once we pray for this, we're not going to stop here. We're going to go further. But it is time. It is time that the Holy Ghost demonstrate right now. It's time to let some virtue out. I want you to hear me. Don't, don't pray just quite yet. Please don't lay hands on them quite yet. Stop. We're going to do this all together. And we're going to do a unified flow in the Holy Ghost, a unified push in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to speak the word of faith over you. And I want you to praise God like the miracle has already happened. <laughs> I want you to praise him with a loud voice. I want you to do exactly what you feel. And that praise is going to be the channel that the miracle comes through into your body, into your spirit, into your mind. It's going to happen right now. Lift your hands. Young people, when I say in Jesus' name, I'm going to shout hallelujah. I want you to shout hallelujah. I want every person in this pavilion to scream hallelujah and then get your hands on those young people and command for them to be healed by the authority of the word of God, by the power of the name Jesus. I command every single one of you receive your miracle now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah!